Okay, good afternoon slash evening, everybody. Tomorrow's daf is Gitten Daf Nun Vav. We are holding a daf Nun Heim Beis. We are at Amra Biochanan, Mai Dirsiv, Ashrei Adam, Mefache Tamit. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children. And Lila Nishmas, his mother, Golda Simcha Le Shalom. We thank him very much for the continued sponsorship of the Daf Yomishir each and every day. So today's Daf is about one topic pretty much, and that is the Chorban. Since the Mishnah spoke about a particular halacha that was Noheg during the Mulchama of Titus against Yerushalayim, so the Gemara is going to tell us a lot of things about the Chorban. So in, the, in a certain sense, this is a great Daf Yomi coincidence that we get to learn this during the period of three weeks. In another sense, we pray that this should be a happy form of where we will not be limited to uh, to learning about the Chorban come this uh, this Tishva of Ezra's Hashem. So uh, the, the Chorban Agadita is framed by three stories, only one of which we get to today. And that is the story of Kamtsa Ubar Kamtsa, and then everything that happens in the aftermath of that story. So let's get right to it. Says the Gemara Amrab Yochanan, What does the Pasuk mean in, in Sefer Mishlei when it says, fortunate is a person who's always worried that, uh, that, that his actions shouldn't cause some sort of terrible thing to happen in the future? Oh, before I forget, someone uh, emailed me yesterday or texted me yesterday that at the very last thing we mentioned yesterday about the Shalosh Gezeros Gazu that the Romans made three Gezeros in terms of their attitudes at different times toward killing Jews. So the first Gezero was that anyone who doesn't kill a Jew when they have an opportunity to do so is going to get killed. The third Gezero was that if someone does kill a Jew, they uh, they get killed. So uh, the the but the middle Gezero I translated yesterday as anyone who kills a Jew gets rewarded with four Zuz. So uh, that is not uh, the simple reading of the Gemara. The simple reading of the Gemara is called the Katil Lysi Arbazuzi, that there is a four Zuz fine for killing a Jew. That was the uh, the middle reading. But I knew that someone was going to say what I said, even though I was just wrong, but you know, in terms of the reading of the Gemara, but I looked it up. So the Tosus Rid apparently has a girsa that Nesivle Arbazuze, that we give him four Zuz, and uh, that, that's the Tosus Rid's girsa. So the Tosus Rid says, I was right, even though I was wrong. And uh, the Arsameach in Hilchuk Zeilavaveda says that Tosrid's Girsa is the more authoritative Girsa. So I was more right uh, being wrong than I am when I'm right. So that was pretty good. Okay, so now uh, the Gemara tells us uh, the following. So what is the uh, the Pasuk? That's someone who hardens his heart and is not worried about what's going to happen in the future, is going to is going to fall in the evil that he causes himself. So three stories. Because of the story that happened with Kamsa and Bar Kamsa Yerushalayim was destroyed as we're about to see in today's daf. We'll see in tomorrow's daf because of the story that happened with the Tarnagol and Tarnagolas, the city of Tormalka, which is Har HaMelech, was, uh, was, was destroyed. And we'll see that again, uh, not in today's daf, but in uh, tomorrow's daf. And then Asaka Derisbach, Chorv Beitar. And also in tomorrow's daf, because of a Misa that happened with uh, a panel of a... Um, of a chariot, the city of Beitar was destroyed. So let's get right to the Kamsu Bar Kamsa story. Kamsu Bar Kamsa Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim was destroyed because of the story of Kamsu Bar Kamsa. Duhu Gavra Darachme Kamsa, because there was a fellow who was uh, very good friends with someone named Kam- Kamsa. They say that the Gemara writes that he had a good friend named Kamsa. To the uh, the Achronim write the Yismach Moshe is quoted over here in the Masifta because the Avera that caused the Churban was Sinas Chinam. Not that they were Mevatel the Haftal 
They were mekayim that with uh, with their friends. They were mekayim that with their friends. But it's that sinas that in addition to uh, to being very loving to those who were close to them, they uh, they 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 despised those who were not close to them. So uh, it's not that people lacked for uh, for loving relationships. Sometimes those loving relationships were the cause of getting clicky and excluding other people, and that caused the sinas or gave uh, more more power for them to be able to practice sinas chinam. the person's adversary was bar kamsa. he made a suuda He said to his mesharis, zil aisili kamsa, go bring kamsa to my suuda. So azul the mesharis went aisile bar kamsa, and instead of inviting kamsa, he invited the enemy. He invited bar kamsa. The uh, marsha writes that it's not a stretch to say that kamsa and bar kamsa are father and son, and that's why he made the mistake between them. And Bar Kamsa thought that since he was uh, this guy was good friends with his father, maybe he wants to make shalom with him. It must be awkward when he gets together with the father if he hates the son. So that's why he had reason to believe. Meaning, why would you assume that he's that your worst enemy is inviting you to a suuda? Shouldn't he have realized the error right away? So the Masha says, now you understand why he didn't realize the error because it was Taka, his father's best friend. So he thought he the fellow was reaching out to him to try to make shalom with him. So Asa, so the Baal Suda came Ashkechei Davi Yosef. So he saw Bar Kamsa, his uh, sworn enemy, sitting there at the Suda. Amalei. So he said to Michti, "You are my enemy. My Bayisacha. What are you doing in my Suda? Kum Puk. Get up and get out." Amalei. So Bar Kamsa said, "Hold of Asai. Well, wait a second. Since I already came to the Suda, Shafkan, leave me alone. Let me stay here. You will not have to spend a penny on me. I'll give you all the the uh, the cost." Of whatever it is that I eat, so Amalei the Balabai said, "Lo, I absolutely do not agree to that. It drives me nuts to even see you here, even if you pay for what you eat." So Amalei, so Barkamta said to the guy, "So I'll tell you what. Even the to me." I'll pay for half of the suda, right? It's a mechutin's dream that the other the other side said no problem. I'm gonna pay for fifty percent. So he said I'll pay for half of the suda. So the balabai said, "Lo, I'm not gonna be masking that you're gonna remain at my uh, suda at all, even if you pay for half of the suda." So Amalei said, "I'll tell you what. Even look to make kula suda seich. I'll make it that it's not even your suda anymore. I'll pay for the whole suda." So lo, he said, "I'm not masking. You cannot be here." So nakte biyade, he grabbed the the balabai grabbed him by the hand uh, with his hands and he picked him up and he chucked him out of the Suda so Amar Siddhis Parkamsa said after being uh, humiliated in such a way since the Rabbanon were sitting right there at the Suda and they didn't do anything about it they just stood there they just stood idly by and didn't do anything about it you know it must be that they're okay with this meaning how could they watch such a thing happen and not do something about it right we learn now from this past week's Parsha Pinchas, that Pinchas was blessed with Brisi Shalom. What he did seemed to be an act that was very much not Shalom. His past Shabbos in Camp Kaili, Rabbi Yisrael Kamenetsky was here. So on Friday night on Lel Shabbos, he was talking he, uh, at, a, uh, at a tish, and this, is, this was his vart, that sometimes you think that shalom just means laying low and not doing anything and not saying anything. Sometimes shalom means being aggressive when you're standing up for somebody who's being picked on, when you're standing up for somebody who's being, uh, who's being, who's being unfairly treated. So that's also uh, shalom. Now, why taka were the chachamim not mocha? So the marsha writes, because uh, there, were, there was, uh, they didn't have the, the opportunity to be mocha because the 
Rishayim were treated with such respect in that generation. There was so much Hanifa going on in that, uh, in that generation. Some Sofer says, no, they were down the Kapschus, that it must be that the Baal Suda has a really good reason to not want Bar Kamtza there. Uh, that uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 the Gemara says in Psachim, Dav Kufiyu Gimel, that someone who sees a Dvar Erva Bechavero, and you see it uh, in your, you see it by yourself, so Mitzvah Sanoso. So uh, they didn't, uh, they didn't make a Macha, they just, uh, they figured there must be that he saw a Dvar Erva about uh, Bar Kamtza, and therefore he had a Mitzvah Sanoso. So anyway, but Bar Kamtza says, the Rabban were all sitting there, they, they saw the Bizyonos that I had to suffer, and they did nothing about it. Ezel Ve'echbu Kurtze Be'malka. I'm going to be malshin them to the uh, to the melech. I'm going to go uh, tell on them to the uh, to to the to the melech. Um, the uh, so Azal Amrle the Kesar So Barkamta went and he informed to the Kesar that the Jews are rebelling against him. So Amrle the Kesar said, "Me, I'm not going to accept just such a statement. You got to prove it. Who says that they're rebelling against me?" So Amrle said, "Barkamta said to the Kesar, Shadluhu Korbana. Why don't you try sending a korban that they should bring in the base of Mikdash?" And you'll see if they're makrav, such a carbon. If they're not makrav, it, it's going to be my raya that they're rebelling against you. So he sent the choicest animal. The eglatilta is always considered to be the choicest, the nicest, the best animal, the softest, most delectable, uh, most delectable meat. It's a uh, tilta means, according to many of the Rishonim, shlishi li'imo. It's the third born. That a behemoth, when it's young and has its firstborn child, is not strong enough to produce a really good uh, a child. Child with uh, an offspring with really good meat. It's not a child; it's an animal, but an offspring with really uh, with really good meat. By the time it's older, it's too weak to produce offspring with really good meat. But in between, in the, the middle child, the middle uh, offspring that the animal produces is the most uh, delectable of the uh, of the two. So of the three, rather. So that's the eglatilta decided to say, he decided to send. So Bahadi Tukasi, while it was on the way to the base of Migdash, Shad Beimuma Bar put a mum benivsvasayim on the upper lip of the animal. Va'amrilan, some say bedukin shaba'ayin, in uh, the eyelid of the animal. Dukta didon havamuma, ledidu lav mumahu. But the trick was he dafka put the mum in a place where the Jewish people consider it a mum, but the gayim or makrivakarban would never consider that a mum, because it's not mechusar either in any way. So they would have no problem bringing on, a, on, on one of their bamos such an animal. So uh, the king would never understand why they would reject such an animal. So some rabban on the kruve, the rabban said, uh-oh, we better be makr of this animal even though it has a mum, mishum shlom malchus, because of shlom malchus Magen Avram writes, based on our sugya in Simon Tafresh and above, that you're allowed to violate a losaseh for emas hamalchus, because you see the Rabban were considering doing it for emas hamalchus, primagadim however says, that's only when the suffix pikoach nefesh, not just tam emas hamalchus that you're trying to keep a good relationship, it's got to be suffix pikoach nefesh, so Amrluhu Rabbi Zechariah ben Avkulas, Rabbi Zechariah ben Avkulas said, no, we cannot bring this car we have to be choshish if we do that. Yomru balimum and People are going to think that you're allowed to bring a balimum on the mizbech. They're not going to realize that we did this for shalom malchus, and they're going to allow bringing balimum on the mizbech in general. So it sounds like Rabbi Zechariah ben Avkulis agreed that Meikra did. Yeah, you bring a carbon mishum shalom malchus, even if it's a balimum. But he said that his concern was the PR nightmare. Now wait a second. If for shalom malchus we're able to be docha the actual iser, and you're allowed to bring a balimum, so you would. Think Thing, Kolshkein, you'd be allowed to be docha the mistaken impression of the actual Isser, which seems to be a lot less for the sake of Shalom Malchus. So Rulchanan writes in Kovitz Aros that uh, any Lavda Raisa is Nitcha Mipre Pikuach Nefesh, and therefore there is no Isser whatsoever. 
However, if people are going to learn that a Balmum could be brought on the Mizbech, then they're going to actually violate an Isser, meaning the misconception is going to lead to an actual Isser. The, uh, the, 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 what they're going to do right now, Misham Shalom Alchus, what they were prepared to do, is not an actual Isser. It's an Isser that goes away because of the sake of Shalom Alchus. The other Mahalik that the Achronim have is that uh, you're allowed to violate Isser Misham Shalom Alchus, but you're not allowed to engage in Ziyuf HaTorah Misham Shalom Alchus. And that will be a total misunderstanding of the Torah itself. We have to honor the Torah itself. So suffer the Mikdalei. So the next option was maybe we should just kill Bar Kamsa so that he not go back to the case or report what happened. So Rabbi Zechariah, the same Rabbi Zechariah ben Avkula said, no, we can't kill him because Yomru Matum They're going to say that if you're Matum Lumen Kachim, because that's after all, all he did wrong to this point was to be Matum Lumen Kachim, they're going to think that you have Misa for that. So Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan commented, and Vasnusa Shal Rabbi Zechariah ben Avkulas, Hechrivas Peseinu Vesarfas Hechalenu Viglisanu Meyartseinu. That it was the Anivas, uh, the Anivas of Rabbi Zechariah ben Avkulas that he didn't uh, step up and uh, and actually kill uh, Bar Kamtsa that uh, destroyed our base Amigdash, burnt the Heichal, and caused our Gullus. The Maritz Chayis writes that it was another Yaseira that caused the Chorban, because Minadin, they were allowed to bring the carbon that's a Balmum because it's Sakana for Klal Yisrael. They could have killed Bar Kamtsa because he was a Rodef and Abal Lahar Gachash came Lahar Go, but because of this extra Anivus that Zechari bin Avkulis had, he didn't want to paskin such a weighty uh, issue. And when he was the one, and clearly he's the one that everyone was looking to, to Paskin, because every argument he made was immediately accepted by all the other abundance. So you see that Anivus is the greatest Mida, but even the greatest Mida, when misused and when misapplied, could lead to very, very terrible things. I think that Maritzchis is one of the only times in all of Igris Moshe, there are Moshe, there are Moshe quotes in Maritzchis. I think he quotes this Maritzchis in the Tshuva that a person has to have the confidence to paskin a shayla um, uh, when uh, when when uh, when when that's his station in life and the people are relying on him. So anyway, the Gemara tells what what happened because of this. So when the case saw that the Jews aren't bringing his carbon, he understood that Bar Kamtsa was correct and the Jews are rebelling against him. So Shadri Levayli Neiron Kesar he sent Neiron Kesar to go fight a war against the Jews people, Kikasi, when Aaron Kesar got close to Yerushalayim, he decided he was going to make a simon to see whether he'd be successful. So Shadagir the Mizrach, he shot an arrow toward the east, and it landed in Yerushalayim. To the west, and it landed in Yerushalayim. In all four directions, he shot the arrow, and no matter which direction he shot it in, it landed in, uh, in Yerushalayim. So Rashi writes, that the, the, the Marshal rather asks, well, wait a second, why does he have to shoot an arrow in all four directions? One of the directions was actually the direction of Yerushalayim. So how would that one tell him anything? Meaning just shoot in the three directions that are not the direction of Yerushalayim. And that should tell you something. So uh, the Marsha says he was really far from Yerushalayim. It would have been unnatural for any of the arrows to land in Yerushalayim. Some of the other Achronim say he was at a funny angle to Yerushalayim. So it shouldn't have landed in Yerushalayim in any of the four directions. He shot it due west, due east, due south, due north. And really... Uh, Yerushalayim was uh, not exactly in a, in a particular direction from him. So anyway, 
He went over to a child and said, Tell me your pasuk that you learned today. So I'm relieved. That I'm going to take my vengeance against uh, Edom uh, by, by, uh, by Am Yisrael. So from that, those Simonim, he understood that he's going to be successful. Yerushalayim is going to fall in his hands. But then Hashem is going to take vengeance against him uh, through the Jewish people. So Amar, he said, Hashem wants to destroy his bias. The base of Mikdash is called Hashem's bias, right? That's the difference between a base of Knesses, which is a Mikdash Ma'at, and a base of Mikdash, which is a Mikdash, that the base of Mikdash, they're both meeting places between us and the Ribbon Shalom, but the base of Mikdash is Hashem's bias. A base of Knesses is our bias where Hashem visits us. But I see that Hashem wants to uh, clean his hands from any, uh, you know, from, from any guilt but through me, by punishing me as being the, the vehicle through which this happens. So, so right away he went and he was Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Meir the great Tana, Rabbi Meir descended uh, from him. The Rambam in the Akdamat of the Al-Chazaka says that Rabbi Meir was the son of a Gerd Sedek. Sounds like the Rambam means literally the next generation. That Rabbi Meir was the son of this Miron Kesar. However, the the Otsar Gonim says Rameir was Mibnei Benosav Shal Niron Kesar. He was a descendant in later generations that came through Niron Kesar's daughter. But either way, Rameir descended from him. So Ashadu Yilavayilas Besaimus Kesar. So then they had to find someone else to fight the war. So they sent Us Besaimus Kesar to fight the war. Asa Vitzarala at Tlashnei. So he made a siege against Yerushalayim for three years. Have Bahan Tlashatiri. There were three rich people in Yerushalayim at the time. Nakdim Ben Gurion Ben Kaldosvua. Umen Sitzakeses. Those were their names. Names Nakdimon Ben Gurion had that name because that the sun shone on on his account. The story is told in Masechus Tainus that he was uh, he owed twelve uh, mayanos of mayim for to a hegmon that they needed for uh, for for the elder regalim and uh, these and and, and uh, he said if I'll be to, uh, to give this to you if it doesn't rain by a particular t- point in time I'll give you when the zman came and hadn't yet rained, and with Shas Mincha, he went and he davened and it started to rain. So the Hegmon said, yeah, it rained, but it's too late. It was after Shkia already. So uh, he davened again, the clouds parted, and the sun was still shining. So the sun pierced through the clouds because of him, in order to uh, save him that uh, that money. Ben Kalbus Savua, uh, the reason Ben Kalbus Savua was called, that's called Nechus Bezich Shurav Kukelev, anyone who came into his house, hungry like a dog, left when they were satiated and Ben Sitzakesis was so called, he was so wealthy that instead of his tzitzis dragging on the floor, it would, there were cushions under his tzitzis so that it would uh, drag on them, it would, sit, it would rest on them instead of going through the bizayon of dragging on the floor. Others say that no, his chair when uh, it was among the Gedoli Romi, um, that uh, they were mechabed him to sit among them at the dais. So one of these rich people said, you know what, there's a siege around Yerushalayim, no one can get in or out, I will provide, I have enough here uh, to provide wheat and barley for the people. And the other one said, I'll provide all the wine, the salt, and the oil that's necessary. And one of them said, I'll provide all the wood that's necessary. And the Rabbanon were praised the one who offered 
wanted to give the, the wood because that's the greatest sacrifice. So Rav Chista would give all of the keys to all of his warehouses to his uh, Mesharis who he trusted, except for the keys to the warehouse that had the wood. To use one otzar of chitim, you need 60 otzros of eitzim to, to light the ovens that are going to bake the bread that you use uh, that chitim to, uh, to make. So they had, these ashirim were so rich, they had enough to provide 21 years worth of, uh, of food for Yerushalayim. But there were among there were these people that were uh, these thugs that were in Yerushalayim. And the Rabbanon said to the Brionim, let's go out and make shalom with the Romans. The Brionim didn't allow them to leave the city in order to make shalom with the Romans. So the Brionim said to the Chalm, let's go fight with the Romans. They said, what are you, nuts? We're not going to be able to win a war against the Romans. They're a well-trained army. We're a bunch of Yeshiva Bachrim. What are you talking about? So, Kamu Kalinu Lahanu Ambri Dechiti Usari Kafna. These Baryonim, because they didn't get their way and they wanted to sort of force the Rabbanan's hand, they burnt down all these warehouses of supplies. And they figured, you know, what better way to motivate the uh, the troops than to give them no option because there is no option of, uh, of, of remaining as things are. So, Marta, Marta Bas, bas Baitus, Atir Tadu Shlaimavia. Things got so bad that, and, and the famine got so awful. That Marta Basbaitus, who was the greatest, uh, the richest woman in all of Yerushalayim, sent her shliach to the market and said, Buy me some fine flour. By the time he got there, all the fine flour was sold out. He said, Look, there's no more fine flour, but there's still white flour. So she said, Okay, get me white flour. By the time he got to the market, that was sold out. He came back and he reported to her. There's no more uh, white flour, but there's some coarse flour. Go get me that. By the time he got there, that was sold out. There's only barley flour. Go get that for me. By the time he got there, that too was uh, was was sold out. And the obvious kasha, the Akronim ask is, shouldn't he just have bought something so he can come back with something instead of keeping on checking with her each and every time? But anyway, so she was starving now. So she was going without shoes on. Let me go out and, 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 and scrounge around and see if I could find any food. She uh, stepped in animal excrement. And she was such an istinist that she died because her bare foot stepped in animal excrement. So Zakai said the Pasuk in the Tocha about her that she was so delicate that this caused her to die. Others say that no, that wasn't her death. That wasn't the cause of death. Rather, she ate the grogros, the dried out fig that Rabbi Tzadok had, and because of that she died. What was the story with the grogros of Rabbi Tzadok? Rabbi Tzadok fasted for 40 years that Yerushalayim shouldn't get destroyed. So when he ate anything, he was so uh, malnourished 
you could see the food going down from outside his body. And when he finished his fasting and he wanted to strengthen himself, they brought him dried figs, but he couldn't swallow it because it was too heavy for him because he wasn't used to food. So he was only able to suck out the juices of the fig, and then he threw the shell or the skin of the fig away. So that's what Marta Basbaitis found, that shell, that skin of the fig, and that's what she ate, the sucked out skin of the fig. So when uh, she was dying, she took out all of her gold and silver, she threw it in the shuk, and she said, what do I need all this for? That's part of the the nevuah that they're going to send out, they're going to throw out their own kesef and zahav into the uh, streets. Abbasikra was the person who was in charge of this group of baryonim that burnt down all of the supplies. He happened to be a nephew of Rabbi Yochman Zakai. So Rabbi Yochman Zakai said, Come to me quietly in private. You don't have to let any of your friends know that you're meeting with me. So Asa, he came to his uncle Amalei. Rabbi Yochman Zakai said to him, How long are you going to do this for? Not to allow us to go to reach out to the Romans and try to make peace. You're killing all the Jews with uh, with starvation. So Amalei, so Abbasikra said, Look, I get it, but my what am I supposed to do? I, I, I've built a monster that's, uh, that's stronger than I am now. If I'm going to tell them that we should make peace, they're going to kill me because they're going to view me as a deserter. So Rabbi Yochman Zakai said, Let's find an book that I should be able to leave the city. Maybe we'll be able to do something, to negotiate something. So Abbasikra said to Rabbi Yochman Zakai, I have an idea. Make, uh, pretend that you're very ill. We'll uh, send out on you know on all the WhatsApp chats that everyone should say to Hillim for the going inside the Rabbi Yechonon Zakai and everyone's going to be davening for you. So and the whole Tzibur will come and ask how you're doing or whatever. And we'll bring something that's very foul smelling like a nevela. And we'll put it in your uh, in your coffin so that it will smell. And we'll say that you died. And then the Talmidim will come to carry your mita. And we'll only allow the Talmudim. We're not going to allow anyone else. Because anyone else who carries it is going to realize that you're light. Because everyone knows that a living person is lighter than a dead person. That's what they call dead weight. Because when uh, a person doesn't have the ability to adjust their, their uh, weight, to balance themselves when they're tilted in one direction or another, so it's much heavier to lift. So Avodach, so Yochum and Zakai did exactly the Eitzah of his nephew. So Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Shua came to carry his mita. When they got to the entrance to the gate of the city, so the Baryonim, who didn't want to let him out, uh, were nervous and maybe he was really alive. They wanted to stab him to make sure he's dead. So Abba said, No, you can't do that. Yomru, they're going to say, Rabban Dakru, that they've really uh, gone off the deep end, that they're going to stab a dead body. So of the great rabbi, so they wanted to at least push him to see if he screams or cries out. So Amalehu Sabah Sikra said, 
you can't do that. Yomru Rabban Dachvu. They're going to say about you. Uh, the the Romans are going to say about you that even their own uh, their own leader, their own uh, rabbi, they're pushing. So Paskle Bava. So they opened the door. They opened the gate at Nafak, and they allowed Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai to leave the city to go meet Aspasinus Kesar. Kimatulas and Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai got to where Aspasinus was. So Amar Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said to Aspasinus, Shalma Lach Malka, Shalma Leichem Melech, Shalma Lach Malka. He said it twice. So I'm last. Aspasinus said to Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, "Mechayav Treik Taldi, Yerchayav Misa twice." Chadu Delav Malka. No, because first of all, I'm not a king. And you called me a melech, so you're admired by Malchus by calling me a melech. Visu imalka, no, I didn't know my laws the gabai. If I am a king, so where where have you been until now? How come you didn't come in until now? Who's the story about one of the Hasidic rebbes that uh, that passed out on Yom Noraim by Hamelech when they uh, when they said Hamelech? I forgot which rebbe it was. Probably a lot of rebbes. So uh, they said, why are you screaming? Why are you passing out and saying Hamelech? Because says imalka, no, because if I'm really a melech, adi inamayeloas is the gabai. Where have you been? You waited till Yom Noraim to come and to do tshuva. So uh, where have you been this entire time? So, uh, so, so that's what uh, this Aspasinus uh, case has said. So Amalei, so Rabbi Yochum said, I'm not chayv misa. The karmat of Malka, now that which you taina that you're not a melech, Ivra Malkaat. The, re- the reality is you are a melech, and that's why I called you a Malka. Do you love Malkaat? Because had you not been a melech, lamimsi yushlaim biyadach. Yushlaim would never have been given over in your hands. Dixiv, because the pasuk in Navi Yishayo says, "Va'alvonon ba'adir yipol ve'in adir el melech." The levonon will only fall in the hands of an adir. An Adir means a melech. Dixiv v'haya adiro mimenu, and uh, the adir is the melech that rules. Ve'in levonon el beis and levonon is a reference to the beis hamikdash. Nemar haratovazeh ve'halavonon. That's a reference to the beis hamikdash, which is malbin the avonos of Klal Yisrael. It whitens the averos of Klal Yisrael. That's why it's called the levonon from a lashon of lavan. Udikamrit and that which you said, Imalka na my lokasis gavayadidna. That if I'm a king, where have I been until now? Periyone disven lo shavkinan. That the uh, the 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 Bryonim didn't that, that we have among us wouldn't let me leave. Samalas, beside the sense of Yochan and Zakai your answers are unacceptable, are unacceptable, that you couldn't come because of the baryonim, and I'll give you a muscle why it's unacceptable. Ilu chavish al-dvash, if there was a barrel of honey, vidarkon korachalei, and there was a snake that was wrapped around that barrel of honey, lo yishovenes chavish bishil darkon, wouldn't they break the, the barrel because of that, that, so that the snake will run away? So you should, have, you should have torn down the walls of the city, burnt it down, in order that the baryonim would have to run away. So Ishtik, so Yochum and Zakai did not respond. He didn't say anything. Task beside this case are the Gemara is going to explain soon why he was quiet at this point. So Kariyale Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef said about Rav Yochum and Zakai, Vitem Rav Yakiva, and some say that it was Rav Yakiva who said about Rav Yochum and Zakai, Meshit Chacham Machar Vedaitam Yisakel, that Akhrosh Baruch Hu takes removes the Chachma from the Chachamim and makes them confused. May Akhrosh Baruch Hu took the Chachma from Rav Yochum and Zakai that he didn't know what to answer at that moment because he bailed the name he should have said to the to the Melech that he doesn't have to break the barrel. There's another way. Shaklin and Tzvasa, you should take a stick of wood, and let the snake slither around the piece of wood so you could remove it, and then you could kill the snake. And then the barrel will be left alone, and you don't have to uh, ruin, you don't have to burn down the walls of the city. So we were hoping that maybe we'd be able to overpower these baryonim, get them out of the city without breaking down the whole city, and then we'll come and make shalom with you. So uh, while they were having this conversation, 
conversation, a shliach came from Rome, so Amalei, and he told us Poseidonus, Kum, the misle Kesar. You, you have to be Allah the Gedula because Kesar has died. And you've been elected as the new Melech. So you are now the Kesar. So you can't be just a general fighting this battle. You have bigger things to do now. He was wearing one of his shoes at the time. He wanted to put on his other shoe. Low aisle, but the other shoe wouldn't fit. So he wanted to take off the shoe that was already on because he didn't want to be walking around with one shoe. Low nafak, but he couldn't get that shoe off. So Amar said, My high, what is going on over here? I one of my feet swelled up and the other one, what's going on? So said, don't worry about the fact that your feet are both swollen, that one is so swollen they can't get the shoe off, and the other one's so swollen you can't get the shoe on. Shmuatova Asilach, you heard good news, and that caused your 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 bones to swell. Mishli says that's exactly what's supposed to happen when you hear a Shmuatova. So so what should I do? How am I going to get my shoes? How am I going to look normal? So you should find someone that you really don't like. Well, have Chliv Kamach and have him walk in front of you. That if you want your bones to uh, wither or to get uh, narrower, so you'll, you, you should get upset. So get someone that you don't like to walk in front of you, you'll get upset. So so he did that, and he had a uh, one of his enemies go in front of him, and then his uh, second uh, shoe was able to go right right on. So that was an impressive trick. If you are so wise that you figured out, you diagnosed my problem just like that, so I how come he didn't come until now to make shalom with me? I mean, if you figured that out, the stomach you couldn't figure something out to get rid of the baryoni. So didn't I tell you we couldn't come because of the baryoni? He said, yeah, but I responded to you. You should have burnt down the walls of the city. So but since I've become the melech, I have to go back to Rome uh, because that's where I got a rule from. And we're going to send somebody else to fight this war but, but because we're getting along so nicely and you did uh, such a nice favor for me I'll, I'll, I'll give you one wish you can ask anything that, I, that, that you want from me so Amalei Sir Yochman Zakai said I have three bakashas Number one, that uh, give me Yavne and the yeshiva of Yavne, that the, the chacham of Yavne, that you shouldn't uh, destroy the Torah. All the people in Yavne were tamid chacham that sat in the base medrash. They were all marbits a lot of Torah. And that's why he said Yavne v'chachameha. So he wanted to, uh, the, he, he knew that Kolzman, that a Kol Kol Yaakov, Ben Yoyad explains, it's Eina Yadayimi Deyesav. So he was trying to tell him, I want to, uh, to ensure that Kol Kol Yaakov continues so that this uh, campaign that you're on now is never going to be fully successful because we're going to survive with Kol Kol Yaakov. Second thing I want is Shushulta Dram Gamliel. Don't kill the Mishpach of Ram Gamliel, the Nasi. We need some sort of Zecher to the Malchus based David to still be intact. And number three, meaning that there should be hopes for the future, that we do have a hope that the Malchus based David is going to return. This is a dangerous thing to say, to request, meaning even as uh, the, this Gullus is about to start and he's telling him that you're going to be under Roman rule, he says not for long, that the Jewish people are always going to remember that we're, we have uh, plans of, uh, of returning. I was just uh, learning with Rabbi Rosner yesterday, we have a uh, short Chavrus every day, we're learning one of uh, Rav Ruven Margolios' Svarim about the history of Tarsh Balpeh and the authorship of the Mishnayis 
fascinating sefer, very um, much more academic than Lamdish, I guess you would say. But uh, Rav Shatz sometimes says, I'm not sure if Rav Ruin Margolius was in Yeshiva, would he be a Rosh Yeshiva or would he be teaching in Revel um, in the, the, the Judaic Studies Graduate School? So, uh, so Rav Ruin Margolius is a Gon Adir. But anyway, one of the things he suggests is that you'll notice Mashiach never appears in Mishnayis. He said the Mishnayis were written um, because uh, the Nachrim were interested in seeing what the Torah Shabbat included and to see that we weren't uh, staging some sort of rebellion against them using the Torah Shabbat So they had to be very careful. So they didn't mention Mashiach. It's one of the Ikari Amuna. It doesn't get mentioned anywhere in the uh, in the in the Mishnayis. It's it's pretty surprising. No, it's pretty stunning that it doesn't get mentioned anywhere in the in the uh, in the Mishnayis. I mean, it's not it's not nowhere in the Mishnayis. It's one place in the Mishnayis. Kol the Rabbis Yimosa Mashiach. Kol Yimei Chayecha. So it's only very tangential, very tangential. So and the third thing is Asvasa Demasyon Le Rabbi Tzadok. I'd like a doctor to cure Rabbi Tzadok. So Karle Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef said about in this pasuk Vitema Rabbi Akiva. And some say Rabbi Akiva said Meishin Chachamocha Vedaitim Yisakel that Kodesh Baruch Hu takes the Chacham away, the Chacham away from the Chachamim. Like he did from Rabbi Yochanan Zakai, because he didn't know what to ask for. You should have said, "Leave Yerushalayim alone this time. Don't destroy it." That maybe he's not going to give him if he if he aims too high. He's not going. The, the request will not be honored. So and then you won't have anything to show for it. So he figured better to ask for something small that I'll get. So what was the uh, the cure that they had for Rabbi Tzaduk? One day they uh, they gave him uh, They gave the first day they gave him water that was uh, that they had soaked bran in. Um, so Rabbi Tzadik was able to digest it. The water, the machar, The next day uh, they they soaked uh, you know, coarser bran in it and it had some flour mixed in it. The next day it was water that had some actual flour mixed in it. So slowly, slowly they were giving him heavier and heavier foods until his stomach expanded. Porta porta little by little because uh, otherwise it would kill him if you try to give him regular food like Nebuchadnezzar's stories right after the Holocaust when the Americans came in and they thought they were doing favors by giving these uh, malnourished people chocolate bars and it was killing them so they had to do it very very slowly so Azul Shadrila Titus HaRasha Aspasayna sent Titus HaRasha to fight uh, the war the battle against Yerushalayim and they said that the enemies coming against Klal Yisrael is going to say where is their strong God that uh, that they uh, that they uh, they, they, they turn to um, so the Gemara Darshan this is Titus Arasha that was Mechari from Megadev against the Kurdish Baruch Hu Ma'asa what did he do Tafa Zona Biyadu he took a Zona Venichlas Beis Kadosh Hakadosh and he went into the Kurdish Hakadosh and Mitzia Sefer Torah and he rolled out a Sefer Torah under them and on the Sefer Torah he was over in Avera with the Zona Venatel Sayyid and he took a sword Vigidur as a Parochas and he stabbed the Parochas Venasa Nesa and a miracle that happened Vayadam Vatsi Siyote and the Parochas started to bleed. He thought he had killed that Kodesh Baruch Hu. So Abuchan says this pasuk that who's like you, Kodesh Baruch Hu, that you you hold yourself back, that you hear such chiyur fegiduf and you don't do anything about it. it says in the Torah that we darshan the pasuk 
Baruch Bi'ilmin, who is like you among the mute, HaKadosh Baruch there. HaKadosh Baruch muted himself against such Chira Fegidoch. So what did Titus Rasha do? Natal so Prochas Vaso, Kamin Garnusni, he made a big basket out of the Prochas. Vevi Kalakelim Shabbat Mikdash, he brought all of the Kalim in the Mikdash. Vinichan Behen. And he loaded them all into the Prochas. And he put them on a boat to go and be praised in his city. So the Pasuk is saying that the Rishon gathering come from the Makma Mikdash in order to get praise in their city for what they did to the base of Mikdash. Others say they darshan the word Kvurim as it's written. Kvurim Mamish. Metamran, even the things that are hidden, that, that, that are buried and hidden, were revealed to them. So while he was on the boat, there was a tremendous wave, uh, that threatened to sink the boat. Wow, it seems that the God of the Jewish people's strength uh, is, is, is only through the water. But Paro came and he drowned by the Amsof. But Sisra came and Nachal Kishon. It was in the water. Afuah made a lice. Now he's coming against me, the Tovani B'mayim, to drown me in the water. In Gibar, who, if, God is, if their God is really strong, let him come to the dry land and fight fight me. Yatza Baskal, Baskal came out from Shrayim, Ramallah, Russia, Ben Russia, and said to him, Russia, Ben Russia, Ben Benoshal, Esav, Russia, a descendant of Esav, Russia, Birya Kali, Yeshli, Baolami, Vietoshma. I have a little tiny creature in the world that, that, that's called the Yitosh. Am I called the Birya Kala? Why is it called? It has the ability to consume food, but not to extract, not to uh, to get rid of any waste. Although the Abash of Atasi Imamulchama, let's see you fight a Mulchama with that tiny little gnat. Although the Abashi came to the dry land by Yudish Nikhlas Bukhotma, this gnat went into his nostril. Venika Bramoch Shev Shanna started pecking at his brain for seven years. Yomachava Echada have a kachalaf Ababa Debay Nafla. One time he was passing by the blacksmith, Shamakolab Arizafta. He heard the banging, Ishtik, and the gnat stopped banging on his brain. So Amr Ikatakanti says, Oh, I have a cure. Kalyama Maisa Nafla. So every day he brought a blacksmith, a machukame, and they would bring in front of him. So the Nachri Yavlea Bazuze, if it was a Nachri, they pay him for his. Those for his time. For a Jew, they would say, your, your payment is that you get to see me in such a condition. That worked for 30 days. But uh, after that, uh, he, he got used to it. The, uh, the gnat got used to it and, and continued to peck away at his brain, even in the face of all of that. So Tanya, I was among the Gedoli Romi when they were doing the autopsy, and when they when he died, they opened up his brain, Umatsubo Kitsipur drawer. They found that it was the size of a Tsipur drawer, Mishkal Shnei Sloim, which is the weight of Shnei Sloim. By the way, the Gemara says, Sela Bemila, Shtika Bishtayim. That, you know, Mila Besela, Shtika Bishtayim. A word is worth a Sela, Shtika is worth two Sloim. This was two Sloim weight Tsipur uh, drawer. You should have kept your mouth shut. And in the Brysa, it taught that it was the size of a Gozel Ben Shana, Mishkal Shnei Litrin, that weighed Shnei Litrin. Amrabai. Naktina, and we have a Kabbalah, Piv Shal Nechoshes, that it's 
beak was was a copper vitziparnum shal barzel, and its uh, claws were made out of uh, barzel. So uh, so Kamayus, when Titus was about to die, gavra, he said, "I want my body to be burned, the the and I want my ashes spread over the seven seas." Because I don't want the God of the Jewish people to find me and make me stand din for what I have done during uh, during my lifetime. So Bez Hashem will continue with this uh, Agadita uh, Bez Hashem tomorrow with Unculus Bar Colonicus. Everyone have a wonderful evening.